Hi, and welcome to This is Community, a Volunteer Galway podcast. My name is Ruth Fagan, and it's lovely to be back. We took a little break from our podcast recordings for a wee while, so it's great to be chatting to you again. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting to Brian Curtin, who's a volunteer manager with a social enterprise called Food Cloud. This social enterprise is a huge success story in our communities. It's now got a national reach with three main hubs around the country. And its core mission is really about taking surplus food that's available from retailers and manufacturers and redistributing it to charities and local community groups that are in need of it. We started off our interview uh, with Brian telling us about just how the social enterprise started, how it's grown, its work to date, and how they're meeting the needs that are are in existence in the community today. So Food Cloud, we're a social enterprise um, and a registered charity. And ultimately, kind of what our our mission or our purpose is, we look to take surplus food um, before it becomes waste and redistribute it to kind of community and charity organizations um, actually right throughout the country. Um, and we do it in a couple of different ways. Um, so one of the, the first ways that we actually did it when we started um, back in 2013, um, which is a little while ago, um, was we look, um, we work with retailers um, and we have uh, actually our own purpose built app where we connect retailers that have surplus food at the end of the day. Um, it sends a notification to uh, local charities um, who then can accept and come and pick up um, a food donation from their, their local store and then use it within uh, within their service. Um, we did that for a number of years um, and we still do it, um, kind of growing in scale um, over the last uh, couple of years as well. Um, but actually one of the other things that we um, that we do is we work kind of further up the supply chain to look at accessing larger volumes of food. So working with manufacturers, with distribution centers, with warehouses, and again, accessing their surplus before it becomes waste so that we can redistribute it again out to, to kind of community groups and, and organizations. Um, that solution, or what we call our hub solution, um, we actually have three hubs throughout the country. Um, so we have our hub in Oranmore and Galway, um, but we also have a hub in Talla in Dublin, and we have one in Little Ireland uh, down in Cork. So we we try and kind of span as much of the, the country um, with those locations as possible. Um, what we do is we take in um, surplus food donations from those manufacturers, from retailers, um, and then we make it available to, to the charities um, that we work with for them to place food orders um, through our uh, an e-commerce system um, and then those charities either come and pick up um, from our hubs if they're nearby um, or if they're a little further away or have difficulty in accessing kind of uh, transport or logistics we actually deliver the food um, out uh, out to those charities as well. Um, as well as surplus food though we do actually operate a second kind of program that almost runs um, in parallel to it as well um, and it's a program called SMD um, it's actually it's a European funded program um, where we tender for um, access to a fund every three years. And um, with that fund, we can actually purchase new product or kind of fresh product. So the, the nature of surplus or donated product is quite unpredictable at the best of times. Um, it could be pallets of carrots today. It could be pallets of M&Ms tomorrow. It really does vary um, depending on what is, is available in surplus. 
Whereas with the SMD program, because it is funded, there's actually a specific set of products um, within that product listing um, that we ultimately have um, kind of uh, in stock or, um, at all times for, for charities. Um, and we work with kind of a really broad range of organizations as well. So we work with everything from kind of your, your big brand name and charities, so the likes of SVP, um, Bernardo, Simon Community. Um, but we also work with lots of um, kind of smaller organizations as well. So sometimes more regional, more rural organizations organizations and um, we would also work with um, kind of local church groups community and um, centers and things like that and um, some examples I mean uh, even you know kind of within Galway we would work and um, quite extensively with lots of Coke Galway and um, with Cumvera and um, with Discovery Church in Galway and um, Brothers of Charity kind of lots of different more um, community-based organizations um, as well okay um, yeah I'm I'm blown away um, because like I did not know uh, that you had gone up almost a level again. I mean, the, like, the last time I, you know, was learning about Food Cloud, it was really with the retail, the supermarkets and then the local charities. So this story just has evolved and grown and spread in the most amazing way. So um, it's incredible to hear of your work today, like today and to date, let's say. Um, it's really amazing. Has the word spread, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> around the within the charity sector and the community or, or sorry, in and the business sector? I'm just wondering, you know, what how it has evolved. Yeah, so it started out. I mean, we as as an organization literally started out when Islton even kind of first came up with the idea. It was literally two or three um stores that were donating and they were hand delivering to two or three charities. Um it's it's grown significantly then, then since then. Um and word word is spreading. I think as well, we are very fortunate we actually have a, a team that specifically look after and manage um the, the charities, but a large part of their role is actually recruiting new charities kind of into the fold and um, it, it is there is an education piece in there as well so kind of teaching charities about what it is that we're doing and how we're trying to support them um, but then obviously as well the charity sector in Ireland I mean people talk um, and we we know that you know uh, there's there's a lot of charities that will recommend us to other charities and, and kind of word spreads um, and word spreads that way as well and it's, it's funny it's the same as well when we look at kind of retailers and, and food donors it happens there as well you get a few kind of big partners on board and it either encourages others to get on board or it also kind of starts those industry conversations as well kind of saying you know what are you guys doing with your surplus we've actually found this great avenue for it maybe you should look into it and, and maybe you should do it as well um so it does it is it is growing we are um we're always kind of on the hunt or on the lookout for more donors and um, to supply more food but also for more charities that we can support um as sure. well wow so yeah, it, it certainly is growing. I wanted to ask you, Brian, um, and not to go into too much of a kind of a negative slant, but we're living in very tough times. Yeah. We've come through a very tough time in the last few years coming out of a pandemic. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of sense of scarcity, I think, as well. And now we're we're in a state where, you know, our economy is under serious pressure. Inflation has gone through the roof. Families are really struggling. And I think there's a lot of fear again in the air. Um, I wanted to ask you about, like, how has Food Cloud experienced that, responded to that, adapted to that? Like, have the demands on your, your business excelled hugely due to these times that we're living in? 
Yeah, so we, so I think probably, you know, like everyone, I don't think anyone was left untouched by by COVID. And, and probably now we've gone from COVID into cost of living crisis. It's kind of like, you know, I'm not sure what's the frying pan and what's the fire at this point. It's bad either way. And um, we definitely saw, we saw an almost immediate impact. I mean, many of the charities and organizations that we're supporting and providing food to are work with, you know, very marginalized communities, communities that are quite often under significant pressure, even in the best of times are under pressure, let alone dealing with COVID restrictions and, and things like that. We actually saw kind of quite early on in um, March of 2020, when those restrictions started to come into play, we saw quite quickly the pressures that the charities were coming under, and um, large because they were seeing more and more people come to their door and look for help. Um, we saw it was about a 77% increase in the demand for food, and, and that was quite instant that we saw that increase in demand. So it was interesting, though, was we saw the increase in demand, we did also see um, from the industry point of view, we did see an increase in, in um, support. So we did see um, a lot of suppliers and, and donors kind of getting on board and, and helping to meet that demand. But interesting, what we also would have seen was when those restrictions came into play, um, there was an awful lot of food kind of, you know, out in the in hospitality in, and in the industry was available. So there, there was actually for, for at least a moment of time, there was um, we were seeing kind of large scale donations. What's interesting, though, is whilst that that kind of large spike in demand happened at the start of COVID, it hasn't really waned. That hasn't really kind of dissipated in the way that we maybe thought it would. And I think that's where we have gone from kind of one crisis to another. So we're seeing that, you know, the impact that the cost of living is now having on people. And, and I think even in the media, we're seeing, you know, anecdotally, we're seeing lots of stories about people who are cutting back their food bills, who are reducing their own meal sizes to make sure children have enough food to eat. We're, we're seeing, you know, what before were kind of those stories that you heard about are very much front and center stories because they're affecting more and more people. Um, I mean, we, for example, since we started actually in 2013, we have redistributed 150 million meals. So just since we started 150 million meals, 50% of those meals were just in the last two years alone. So, I mean, we saw massive growth and massive, uh, massive demand. We've been fortunate in that we are able to, to degree scale up our ability, but it, but by no means are we able to meet the, the kind of the full, um, the full demand, um, that's there. Um, I think even just in the last uh, couple of weeks, I think there was a, a report by, um, I think it was St. Vincent de Paul in partnership with UCD that said about 7% of the Irish population experiences um, food poverty. Um, and that all within a country that we consider ourselves, you know, we are quite economically stable. Um, but it but also it kind of highlights that there is um there is that community there and it is likely to to come under increased pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um I wanted to talk to you about volunteers because I imagine they are the lifeblood of the organization on many different strands. Mm -hmm. um, could you could you tell us about the work um, of volunteers in Food Cloud um, and how yeah, how how they get involved and, and, and what they do to make it all happen? Yeah. So we actually, we rely very heavily on volunteers. Volunteers are like, you know, like many charities are very much a vital part of our, our organization. 
Um, and they, they play a couple of different roles. So um, within our operations, we actually kind of um, strive for ideally about 25% of our workforce or, or our kind of output is volunteer led and volunteer supported. Um, and it's for a couple of reasons, obviously, as a, as a charity and a social enterprise, it helps us manage our own costs. Um, but also it, it kind of um, from a, even from an educational point of view, it allows volunteers to come in and learn a little bit more about what it is that we're doing. Um, volunteers play kind of a couple of different roles, though, um, within, particularly within our warehouses. So within our warehouse, we kind of have two distinct um, volunteer roles that we um, we are regularly um, in need of, um, one being warehouse volunteers. So actually within our warehouse, um, we would rely on volunteers to support things like picking and packing charity orders. So that's actually putting together um, the, the orders that charities place with us for either delivery or for collection. Um, also things like sorting through some of the inbound don donations that we get. So in the ideal world, we get nice, neat pallets um, that we count really easily and they go straight up onto a racking shelf. But the nature of surplus food is that's not always the case. It can be um, kind of mixed bags of, of different stock and things like that that need to be sorted through, that need to be categorized, that need to be checked for quality to ensure that what we're giving to charities is the quality that we would all expect if we went to, to a supermarket. Um, and we rely on volunteers to support with that. And as well as that, you know, it's a it's a, a food warehouse. So, you know, things like hygiene, keeping the place um, kind of clean and tidy and, and supporting um, all of those day-to-day -day operations are really really important for us as well. And um, we do have a second role as well um, that that we um, that I think particularly actually in the last um, even since COVID has been a difficult one to fill. And that's the volunteer drivers and um, drivers. I think like we all know, have kind of come into to really big demand um, lately. And um, I think anyone who's getting a, a parcel or, or or shopping to their to their door um, has has finally maybe appreciated the importance of delivery drivers. Um, but we also are in need um, of them as well. We utilize delivery drivers for collection um, of food donations. So sending delivery drivers out in our own um, food cloud vans um, to go out to uh, local donors, um, but also sending um, those drivers out um, in our vans to deliver food and uh, donations to, to the charities that we support um as well so and with any of those um with any of those roles and um, so with the the driver role um i think it probably comes as a surprise to a lot of people and um, the vans that we that we utilize only requires a, a standard driving license nothing special um we do provide the training and everything required so we're we're sure to look after our volunteers when it comes to making sure they're confident in their role um, as much as anything else um, and then with the uh, the warehouse uh, the warehouse roles again we're open to you know we encourage kind of a bit of diversity and a bit of, um, uh, you know, kind of interesting and unusual backgrounds. We as an organization um, are quite a uh, kind of diverse uh, group of people. So we always like to see, you know, um, anyone who's interested in kind of coming on board, learning a bit more about sustainability or just kind of, you know, getting involved in, in kind of a, a, a um, kind of a, a team environment and a really welcome environment as well. Um, so it's a, it's a good opportunity to get involved there as well. And we do have that role on our website on iVod at the moment. So I'll include the link to that at the end in the notes of this of this interview as well. So people can click on that and see because you have a lovely role description describing everything. Um, but you, you you just gave us loads of information about it as well. Certainly, I can see there's lots of benefits to getting involved. Um, and I, as you said, people would certainly learn a whole lot. Other than having a driver's license, are there any other skills that people need to do the role, Brian? 
Yeah, so I mean, generally speaking, we with with any of our volunteers, we look for someone who's um, you know outgoing, who's willing to kind of get kind of get stuck in and 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 work. Sometimes with a team, so sometimes there will be teams of volunteers, but sometimes you need to work independently um, as well. So kind of comfortable with working uh, working with both. And um, there is a bit of lifting, nothing too heavy or too strenuous, but there is a little bit of lifting and and kind of moving and uh, moving things around. Uh, but generally speaking, it's it's you know if you're a good communicator, if you're someone who's open and eager to kind of learn something new or get involved in, in, in something a bit different. And um, we're, we're really open to, um, to kind of, you know, all kinds of um, applications and, and, and skill sets. Fantastic. And you mentioned there the food cloud van. So mm-hmm. transport is provided and petrol costs. Yeah, so transport is provided. So the 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 only thing that we kind of require of you is, is to to get to our warehouse. And, and once you get to our warehouse, um, our vans are, are fully fueled. Um, you're fully insured. And um, once we have your your license details, um, and you're you're covered under our policies, um, as well to to go out and, and do those uh, deliveries and, and collect. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. I think that, that's a lot. That can be a big question with people who may be interested in driving, but obviously mm-hmm. currently, especially today, may have some um worries or apprehension about the, the cost of fuel so great to know that that's all covered you just need to rock up to the warehouse and everything's yeah. there for you so that that couldn't be simpler or easier for anybody to get involved and um, exactly. in my own in my own day-to-day work i meet a lot of people who are really interested in driving so i hope people out there listening and and you know potentially have some time available um may may click on this link and and, and apply for their own because i know you really do need some volunteers in the Bowie area yeah be great um if people are just really inspired by this and want to learn more about food cloud and perhaps even want to get involved in other ways or support in other ways what else can people can people do and i suppose i'm just even thinking about food waste in general um what what can people what can people do to help yeah, well, first and foremost, one of the best places to go, if you go to food.cloud, you'll see loads of information on our website. Um, but as well as that, we we do have lots of people who maybe aren't able to volunteer, but are still interested in kind of sustainability and food waste. Um, actually, on our website, we do have loads of information about how to reduce your own food waste and um, and kind of improve your, your own um, volume of waste. But also, there are lots of kind of things in terms of just even like quick tips that people can do and, and things that we always recommend for, for people. Um, a couple of things that we actually do even in our warehouse here to further extend um, shelf life of the product is um, chilled product freezing product down is always a really good way to kind of extend um, shelf life for for things and um, so having a and having a well-stocked freezer is, is never a bad thing when you're you're caught short for a dinner in an afternoon um, and shopping but shopping smart as well and um, we would definitely say I mean you know kind of doing your shopping list and, and they seem like really simple things and um, but you know sometimes the simplest things are, are the things that we're, we're least likely to do you know going doing your shopping with meal plans in mind and kind of shopping with purpose rather than that uh that kind of haphazard throwing things into a basket getting home and realizing that you could make four half dinners but no full dinner um is is always a, is always an important one as well and then one of the things as well is that we would say is whilst you know things like composting and things are, are really great there's lots of things we can actually do with lots of those peels and those off cuts before they even get to that point so it could be anything from making stock um, making smoothies, making um, pesto and dips out of things like carrot tops and um, herbs. There's loads of things that we can do to kind of just reduce our own waste on a day-to-day basis. Because um, interestingly, it's um, a study suggested that about the average household wastes about 700 euros worth of food every single year. So wow. I think if I if I was to go around, you could do with that 700 euros. Exactly. 
if I was to go around and start taking 700 euros um, out of oh. every wallet, I think they'd very quickly wow. start uh, reducing their their food waste. Unbelievable. But, yeah. And your website is excellent. Um, I, I was checking it out earlier and it's it's a lovely, uh, lovely website. Great information on there. So I'll, I'll definitely be checking it out a bit more. Um, I want to learn about those tips and tricks to, to save food. It's funny. I think during COVID, we all did get a little bit more savvy um, mm-hmm. just with the whole freezer <laughs> stocking up. But maybe we just sort of loosened that a bit. So maybe it's time to for everybody just to, to get a bit more knowledgeable and um, just aware. Yeah, exactly. Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Thank you so much. Um, I wish you the very best with everything, um, with all your endeavours in the future. And as I said, we will include the link um, for the role on our website, as well as um, your own own website and any other info we have there. Um, So thank you so much for joining us. Brian, thanks very much for having me. Thank you so much to Brian for chatting to me and telling us all about the work of Food Cloud. I'm sure you'll agree it's a really inspirational story. It's such a simple idea that's having such huge impact in the community and hats off to everybody involved. If you're interested in the volunteer role that Brian outlined in our chat, you can click on the link that's included in the notes in this episode. Um, it sounds like a wonderful role. It sounds like there's lots of support there for people. So if you are interested, take a look at the role description. You can apply on iVol and Brian will follow up with you to answer any questions. We'll also include in the link section the website for Food Cloud, as well as our own website, Volunteer Galway, if anyone is interested in finding out about our service and how you can volunteer in the community at the moment. Thanks for listening. And we will chat to you next time.